Welcome, everybody, to the business podcast where we pour out weekly business lessons week after week after week. I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo, and this week I have a special episode with Emmy Award-winning and Morrow Award-winning Bofta Yimam. I was the one being interviewed this time, and I had a blast being interviewed about turning your podcast into a profitable piece to your business. Anyway, stay tuned for the interview. Have a great week ahead. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you learn something. It looks like we are rolling. Joining me now is Super Joe Pardo, which I'm totally going to ask you about the super part of your name. But anyways, a big introduction, everyone. Please welcome Joe Pardo, who is many things. He wears many hats, but he is a podcasting expert, recorded over 350 episodes, an author, a speaker, and the founder of the MapCon conference. We're going to give it up for Joe. Joe, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Super Bofta. Yeah. You did get it right. right. I always feel like I get it wrong. You nailed my name. Uh, I always feel like I mess it up. Uh, (laughs) You got it right, man. Thank you you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk about, I'm always excited to talk about podcasting, always excited to talk about conferences and building your business and all that stuff that just, to me, just all makes sense and goes together. Right. It's all connected. And I think that a lot of people feel like it's separate but your brand is your brand. So if you're speaking on all of these different platforms, kudos to you out there. And if you're not yet, that's okay, because we're going to break down some of the, the real key nuggets that are important for you as you embark on this podcasting journey and on this speaking journey. So uh, Joe is doing always like a few things while we, we are uh, airing. So I'm pretty sure you're probably posting this, right? I, I am sharing. I'm starting a watch party because that seems to get a ton of like people. Oh, cool. cool. Okay, um, cool. On it. So, so watch party folks, what's up? You can feel free to join Speak and Influence where I started this live, been promoting uh, my friend Joe here, who is the founder of the MapCon conference. So Try putting on a conference, folks. Takes a lot of work. He's doing it, done it, and succeeded in that and been able to to also make that very successful. So, Joe, I wanted to start with a little bit, of course, about your story. So, I'm so curious about your family's business because you really were entrenched in what they were doing for many years, not even on your own. Yeah, uh, it wasn't until 2014. So uh, I had started in the family business, uh, which if for anyone that doesn't know, uh, we're in the trucking business. Uh, so truck parts, uh, we were the largest independently owned truck parts uh, company on the East Coast. Uh, we had a trucking company, we had a brokerage firm and two repair shops. Uh, so all, all in total, it was a, a very, very large uh, company. Uh, or a couple of companies. And I decided in 2013, after many years of debate, you know, about three plus years of of leading up to that. So uh, I guess at the time I was about 24 when I was starting to kind of get the itch of like, I think I might want to go and do something else. I don't know what that looks like. I'm not sure what that is. I, I don't have a degree. I'm not I don't really have a plan. And in 2013, summer 2013, I uh, went and had that conversation with my dad that I was like, all right, I'm ready to uh, do something else. And I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to figure it out. Uh, So in 2014, April 2014, I left 
um, and we moved on to uh, starting my, po- my podcast about a month and a half later. I uh, started on a plane. <laughs> it was, you know, ideas. It was, uh, it was just dreaming on a plane. It was, it was, it was coined the other night. Uh, I, I had this idea of like interviewing people that live their dreams and inspiring people, inspiring myself. Cause like, I, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I was on the plane. I wrote the name of the podcast down. The plane landed. I registered the domain name, the Facebook page and the Twitter uh, handle before we got to the rental car. So uh, two weeks later, I had my first podcast episode out. We just celebrated five years of me podcasting uh, just last week. Thank you. Uh, It's I got to do it with Al Kessel, who is my Mr. Voice at the end of every episode. So it was uh, awesome. We, uh, we won an award together for uh, Best Business Podcast of the Year in 2017. Wow. Uh, and then I changed the name from Dreamers Podcast to Business with Super Joe Pardo because that's really where the show you know, developed and, and continued to grow. So it was just a matter of, of, of a, a long progression of figuring out, like, what is it that I really want to do? And what space do I want to you know, be in? I've written four books, three self-development books before writing uh, my first business book uh, called Sales Won't Save Your Business. And uh, you know, I've spoke at the United Nations. I've done, so I've spoke at lots of different conferences and events and, and it's just been fun. And then in 2014, the, in December 2014, I decided to start bringing people together. I grew up in my family's business where we did these events every year where we'd have like up to a thousand people come through in one night, like six hours, seven hours. You'd have a thousand people going through vendor booths, going to the the buffet. Uh, Everything's included. Everything's free, open bar. Uh, And, you know, growing up around that and and helping uh, get those running and then like doing other kinds of events, doing other kinds of conferences um, from raves to land parties to uh, big conventions like, uh, I can't think of the one off the top of my head. It's like right on the tip of my tongue, but it's down in DC, you know, doing all these different events. I was like, you know, I'm going to put an event together for podcasters to come and learn, have a great time. And we started up the, the, the group we met in uh, New York about a few months later, like in March. And then I was like, okay, September, we're having our first event. And I started to, to do it. We had, uh, about 50 people, uh, uh, you know, uh, pay for a ticket, which was incredible because we were in a school gymnasium of all places to make this thing happen. Uh, I think about 35, 40 people came up, but it wasn't just people in our area. It's called the, you know, the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference, but we had people from Georgia, Orlando, uh, Connecticut. Uh, people from Georgia drove and flew <laughs> from Georgia. Mm, that's dedication. So, I've done the drive. That's dedication. <laughs> It is. They, they really, uh, shout out to, to, uh, Dr. Anise, uh, uh, um, I'm blanking on her last name. I think it's, that's okay. She knows Dr. Anise, Dr. Anise, we're giving you a shout out here. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So I, yeah, but she drove all the way up. I mean, uh, but Brent Basham, uh, flew up there. Uh, Joey Kasimi from, flew up from Orlando. And I was just like blown away that the people were going to fly and drive. Uh, Oh, uh, Steve Swanson drove from Ohio. Uh, was this like huge desire of people to get together and you met that desire by coming up with this conference even though it started in a gymnasium I think it's a great takeaway lesson here you don't have to always do things so grand just start you know yes yeah I mean a lot of us are still very close friends to the to this day so it you know it really uh cemented a, a a family bond if you will and uh 
then taking it, you know, to a, to a holiday inn <laughs> outside of Philadelphia because it was cheap and I could get the event going and not have to charge a lot because I know a lot of podcasters are some of the, you know, we, we get about a 50, 50 split of business owners and 50 split, uh, split with, uh, people who are just doing it as their hobby, as they're like, I wish I could take this full time kind of thing. So, yeah. um, you know, and then now five years, this is the fifth anniversary coming up in September. And, uh, of course you're speaking there. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have you, have you there speaking and we're going to be in Atlantic city. So we're upgrading from the holiday Inn. not that the holiday Inn is bad. I, I highly I recommend came in on the right year. I'm just saying, you know, I came <laughs> in on the right year, just saying, and, and if anyone is wondering about this, we're going to put a link in the comments when we're done to make sure that you know where to go. If you are interested in this conference, which is going to be hot because like you said, it's in Atlantic city and I mean hot, like hot, like it's going to be a great time. Okay. I don't know in September what the weather's like usually pretty good though. That's second a, summer. That's a good. Yeah. That's our second summer. That's actually a good time to be by the water. Right. Uh, you don't want to be there when everyone's there in July. And so when you are even thinking about a podcast and how to get with like-minded people, and get into this mastermind of people who are doing what you want to be doing or taking it to the next level. This is where you want to be. Uh, this is a Joe's conference. So again, we'll put, we'll put a link in the comments, but one of the things that you mentioned was that, you know, I talk to a lot of people and sometimes the biggest challenge is just starting the biggest. So we talk about profit a little bit later, but just starting. And I love that you were on a plane, came up with an idea when podcasting folks wasn't even a big deal then. Now everyone's got a podcast, right? Or it seems like everybody's mama got a podcast, right? But <laughs> back then the reality is, is that no, it wasn't that way, right? It was like not that many people out there. It, it was, it was, start, it was starting come, to come into its second golden age. They called it I, like at the time, um, because there was some, there was some money coming into the space, um, but you know, podcasting at that point was just, just shy, almost, almost 10 years old, uh, at the time. I mean, there's people that, were, that started in the late 2004 and 2005. I had been listening to, um, at least one show since 2005, uh, a Disney show. Cause that's actually where I was on the plane heading to was to go run a Disney race, uh, with a friend of mine. And you know, I, I think, um, I wish I had started sooner. I, I feel like I could have if I had the um, if I had put myself in a position that to come up with the idea of like what would I want to talk about all the time because I was told years earlier that like oh Joe you gotta have a Disney show like you know talk about you love Disney World you gotta talk about you know you Jersey Joe and I'm like. Yeah. I was like, I'll get bored because like, I don't live down there. Like I love it. I go, you know, four to six times a year, but I, I just don't think I could come up with enough things to talk about when it comes to Disney world. So, so what's your suggestion then for somebody who's thinking about, because you had to go through all of these thoughts kind of on your own and think about it. What would you be your suggestion to somebody who's listening or catching the replay? That's a really good idea, but how do you know if it's the, the one you want to be married to for your show? So for me, it was like, how can I come up with a show that doesn't bore me? And, and by having a show that I could in, like in, interview inspiring people that are doing way cooler things than me, it was just the opportunity to like, Hey, I get to talk to these people. I get to learn from these people and I get to, you know, have originally the, the idea was like, I was documenting their life, right? Like these, these inspiring people's lives. 
And as time went on, I, I you know, a, a friend of mine, who was a good friend of mine at the time. Unfortunately, I'm, I don't talk to this person anymore, but um, she was like, Joe, she's like, you know, the problem with your show is that you're not in it enough. And you, you know, why do people watch Ellen? I was like, well, you know, it's Ellen. She's like, exactly. She's like, it doesn't matter that there's uh, you're the expert person. You're the expert. Yeah. You're the person that's going to be there every single day, every single week for forever and always. So if, if you're going to get to that point, like, you know, by putting the spotlight on your, your guests to that point where it's like the whole show is just about them and their takes, you're, you're not enabling people to say, oh, I want to come back to listen to Joe. I want right. to you know, learn. I mean, it's a, great, it's a great point for somebody who's thinking about doing a podcast. You want to think about something that clearly you're excited to talk about that's within your expertise because people are coming for that. And the interviews are more like the bonus right yeah. versus the main meal if we had to i think food always works as great analogies <laughs> so i'm a foodie so you know <laughs> what i mean you were the main dish you know what i mean that's what's drawing everyone there is you're the main dish you're the the main the main swag you know what i'm saying joe yep. so for folks who are just joining us what's going on tobin and latrice definitely drop a comment uh, joe pardo just to recap for you guys who are who are coming in and i'm looking at different technology he has had a podcast for many years a profitable podcast he's also the founder of the mathcon conference which is all about podcasting he's a tv host and uh the the author of a few books so look he's pretty much done it all when it comes to this talk about the main main takeaways to create a profitable podcast let's let's go to the three best best nuggets you got yeah i i think number one is uh figure out who your target is um because like not everyone is going to be your target and i and and like truth be told the you know the first couple of years of my show my target wasn't really clear you know i i was just trying to put together these inspiring stories um interview cool people and i was like oh you know everything's going to come together and you know awesome opportunities are going to come my way and, and they did they absolutely did but they weren't, it, it, it wasn't enough to be sustainable. I'd have like a lot of like single hits here and there. It wasn't, it wasn't like, When you okay. say single hits, do you mean like single hits as in monetary clients or yep. mm -hmm. speaking engagements? Okay. So it was yeah. inconsistent. Yeah, because it wasn't focused enough, right? I wasn't thinking enough about the, the they say, the avatar of who I was trying to reach. Um, and I was just hoping like, hey, well, you know, if this person's on my show, then they'll bring in five people. And that person on my show, they'll bring in five people. And it did happen, but it didn't happen enough to the point where it's like, there's just so much like an abundance of opportunity where I can just start picking things and saying, okay, I can make money here and here and here and here. And it's not taking up so much time and it's not taking like taking away. It's adding to what I have. Um, and, and I will say this when you, when I got started, you know, I was like content, content, content. I went from one episode a week, the first week I on launch week to three episodes, the second week, wow. a week. And then a month in, I was like, oh, what's, what, what's two more? And I went to five a week. And then I did that Ooh. for a little over three months, three and a half months. And eventually, I, you know, I got to the point where it's like, I want to I write my first book because like, now I, I have people listening and I want to write something that I feel like they'll you know, buy into. And I wrote my first book uh, and it took, I think, like a, 
three weeks or four weeks or something like that to to put the book together um the you know it was it was, it was crazy it went really really fast because it was like the only thing i was like really focused on so i i bumped the show from five back to three and i was super i was like well, I don't want to get to the point where like people feel like I'm quitting or something, you know, cause I'm not trying to quit. But um, did you feel like going from, from zero to five or one to five is what created this crazy momentum very quickly? It did. Well, you know, a lot of it came from, uh, you know, seeing, I was like, Oh, I'm in this thing called new and noteworthy on, on Apple iTunes, which was like all the rage back in 2014 and now it's it's nothing like it's not really a thing um that matters so you know i was like i'm gonna ride that wave and just like constantly be putting out more and more episodes so people have more to download and, and what i found out was was a lot of the people that i was close with that were listening said joe you're outpacing how I, how i listen to shows right because they, they're not consuming it at the level that you're producing right. it and I'm like, but there's kind of a good, good feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of a good feeling. Like I'm, I'm beating the, the races, like the masses in the amount of content. So I'm curious now, how many do you put out a week? So right now I'm at one, I'm, I'm getting ready to maybe experiment with going to two to three. Um, okay. because I, you know, about a year and a half ago, I did these daily vlog videos, uh, where I was, uh, basically baking a, business lesson into every single episode and I did a hundred of them. So I did a daily video for a hundred days. And the thing at the time was what, what I didn't, what I didn't do and I should have did was I should have thought I can turn this into a podcast episode. If I just use the right in, if I do the intro right and I do the outro right, I can, I can just bake it right into my, uh, into my feed and boom, I just have like a hundred <laughs> episodes right out. I didn't do it that way. So, so now, I mean, I have all the content It's still up on my website. It's up on YouTube. Mm. Um, but I'm going to go back and I'm going to revisit some of those things and, and bake it. So do it so that I can put it right into my podcast and I might go experiment with two days a week. Um, something, something to that effect. What's uh, the number that you'd recommend for folks who are looking to do this? You know, one, once a week, three times a week, what do you recommend for somebody who's, let's say within the first three months of their podcast? what can you do consistently? You know, what can you do happily? What can you, you know, what are you, you know, as, as Dave Jackson always would say uh, from the school of podcasting, or I'm sorry, the Dave Jackson would say, uh, the hall of famer podcaster, Dave Jackson would say, uh, you, you need to, to realize like, what are you going to give up in the process? So if you're so going good. to have, you know, if you add this podcast or you had a second podcast or a second episode, what are you going to give up? to make that time happen. Um, I, here's something I would also say. Um, editing is important, but if it, depending on what level you're trying to come in at uh, from the podcast, like what kind of standard you're trying to set, it might not be the most important thing, spending two hours to edit down a, a 45 minute show into a 42 minute show saving three minutes off an episode is not going to move the needle. And as you continue to talk on the mic, as you continue to be able to put thoughts in, you know, connect those neurons, you're, you're really going to get better at putting uh, words together and it's not going to make a difference. So if, you know, if you put a show together, it's like, Oh, I got 60 minutes, but then I edit it and it ends up being like 32 minutes then yeah you probably should edit your show or just keep practicing until you can get it down to like a more manageable amount of time 
Okay. Because at that point, if you're editing that much time out, then that might, that's probably going to be really boring if somebody had to sit, sit through all, like an extra 26 minutes of audio or empty air or whatever that's there. You know. So that brings me, that brings me to a good question here. How, what is a good amount of time for the, let's say, average podcast? What should folks be aiming for? And I totally recognize that depending on the guests and depending on the content and depending on how good you are, okay, it takes some skill here. So depending on how good you are, all of those variables, but what's the average length of time that somebody should be saying, okay, I definitely want to shoot for at least this. It's, it's really almost impossible. So I, I've had people say to me, Joe, I wish your show, because at one point I was, when I first had our daughter, Ava, I, I was trying to like shrink the show down to, I think about 20, 25 minutes. And one of my, one of my listeners came to me and said, Joe, I don't like starting an episode in the middle of my, my commute uh, because then I can't finish it at the end. Can you, could you try to get back to like 30, 33 minutes? Um, and with that said, like I've released episodes that are as long as three hours. Uh, yeah. That's so a the, lot of talking. Yeah. The interview was like <laughs> two, two and a half hours. And we did a, back then I was doing a pre-show, uh, you know, where. So now what do you do? How many minutes is it? Let's so, say. Now, because I'm, I'm focused on trying to target a specific type of audience uh, and I'm sharing my content, not just on YouTube, but also on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Uh, sadly, LinkedIn is the, 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 you only get 10 minutes. So I try to, when I do my solo business lesson episodes, 10 minutes, like that's, uh, that's the kill switch. Cause I'm, I can share that video right to, to LinkedIn and, and I'm getting, you know, hundreds of views on that. Uh, and hundreds of views on Facebook, and then the podcast not at, maybe not as many right out of the gate, but over time it it, it scales up. Um, so it's you know the perfect time is is look. There's no such thing as too long. It's just too boring, and that's that was kind of my point. 100%. With like yeah, like don't waste. I wish I could get all those hours back. You know I. I um, the editing hours you're talking about, the editing yeah, hours. Yeah, the editing hours. Yeah, I, yeah, I spent yeah, totally. countless hours. I wasted a, vac- you know, a vacation editing in the backseat of a minivan, like, mm-hmm. you know, editing these podcasts, <laughs> thinking that all this was going to make the, the move the needle. And it could have, but editing yeah. it at the time would, wasn't going to make that big of a difference. Right. It wasn't going to be the game changer. And if somebody's just starting, they want to focus on game changing things, like maybe increasing the number of episodes, um, marketing it better and, and spreading it, uh, spreading the content would probably be more powerful for folks who are just uh, joining on. Give us a like if you're enjoying this. I'm looking right now at you know the different technology. We've got Tobin Latrice. What's going on? Brandy Key and Myrna. Uh, if you have a question for Joe, I'm looking at my phone at the same time. So, you know, this is totally live. Let me know if you have a question. I'll go straight to Joe and ask him because he has been doing podcasting for years. He hosts his own conference. I'm not talking about workshops here. An entire conference launched this conference, started from a gym symposium. Five years later, it's at a resort. So there's an upgrade going on in that in this time frame, right, which is totally cool. And we're talking about some of the different ways to create a profitable podcast. We know there are many people out there who have podcasts. It's a hobby and that's awesome, you know, all for it. But there's a lot of people who are using it as a value add for their business. So we talked about targeting your audience, which of course, even in speaking, that's important. You want to niche down, you know, who are you really helping all the time? 
And then also talking about how focusing on good content versus how long is it matters more. Uh, being the expert, also awesome, rather than always being uh, the person who's allowing the interview to be the expert, right? So being the expert, if you are a personal trainer and health is your expertise, make sure that that shines and that you're passionate about talking about this for the long run. So these are all some good tips. I'm just kind of going off the top of my head here, but these are some of the things that Joe and I for the past about 20 minutes have been talking about. If I could add to that, the targeting of your guest experts, you know, so that they make sense for the people that you're targeting. So like, like you were just like, I'm a personal trainer, right? Uh, Okay, so I'm going to have other personal trainers on my show. Cool. If you're selling coaching services to other personal trainers you know, potentially, because you're trying to, to get personal trainers to listen to the show. If you're trying to get the, you know, me to listen to your show to be a better at, at working out, or be a better personal trainer, um, that's two different things, right? Like me as a, I want to get better at fitness in general, uh, needs a, di- a much different show. I'm looking for a much different show than if I'm a uh, personal trainer looking to get better at personal training. Do you think everyone should, and I'm going to get to some of these questions, but do you think everyone should have a podcast if you're in business? That's a tough one. Um, I'm going to say short answer, yes. The long answer is maybe because, you know, one of the things, uh, one of the reasons that I, I, you know, I work with with different people on their podcast and um, in the the coaching space and stuff like that. But one of the things that I've never went and, you know, really pitch to like small, especially small businesses, smaller businesses. I think, I think bigger businesses, uh, you know, businesses that have marketing departments have budgets and things. Yes, absolutely. Smaller businesses. If you have the technical background, then it's easy for you, right? Like if you're, if you're willing to invest, if you have a little bit of time to invest, you can do it. Or you can invest in somebody like, uh, like a Matthew Passy, shout out to Matthew, uh, who comes in and like literally sets up the studio for you. You record, he edits and he does the whole done for you thing. Um, the last thing I could see myself doing is walking into this office and saying like, Hey, do I got a headache for you? Podcasting. Let me show you how it's done. Um, because if you don't know what you're doing, then you really got to pay somebody like a Matthew or, or like a me or, or somebody who knows what the heck they're doing, uh, to, to uh, get it done, or you're going to invest a ton of hours in trying to figure, figure it all out. And that's not even talking about the delivery and interviewing people and learning how to do just the, the skill set to make it engaging. Yeah. I mean, you know. So I want to get to Key's question. So these, this is great, Joe. Thank you so much. No and problem. Shout out to Joe for hopping on here and dedicating his time. Busy father, busy, busy businessman. I, I'm okay. surprised Ava hasn't come in here. Like, I know. I, I really we like- are potentially going to have a naked toddler, just so everyone knows <laughs> that runs behind, behind Joe. All right, just joking. Um, uh, Key asked, Kiki, how helpful is Vcast and CastBox? Let's, let's go there. And she's the second question, but which, why don't you just so, drop into that? So ca- I and personally, what are they? because let the audience box. know what uh, are they? cast box is, I, I assume it is a way for people to consume podcasts. It also looks like they have a creator studio, which is great, which I I'm guessing it has something to do in, um, what's the other anchor, which a lot of people had a lot of problems um, with anchor because of the way that they were, taking over the content and, and things of that nature. But the great thing about 
about these types of programs, uh, these types of apps, it enables you to get in without having to, like it dips your toe in, right? Now, if you, you know, and I don't know what CastBox's, uh, like, you know, their their legal legalese deal is, but like if they, it, it gives you the opportunity to, uh, to, to get the practice, right? It gives you the opportunity to put a format together, to be able to easily share it to somebody else and say, Hey, Bofta, I'm trying to put a podcast together. I don't, you know, could you just listen to this? And it's like, boom, it's already there. So I didn't have to know how to set up a WordPress site. I didn't know how to go get a host where I have to upload the file to it. I could just talk into my phone you know i could talk into the the headset you can hear that I your have voice in. how about just hearing your voice how well you could do that with a recorder right that's like, true you could too. just go to the voice recorder right. app and, and do that and that's a lot of people true. don't like their voice that's what i mean you know so before you go and invest in all this equipment do you enjoy talking do you do you enjoy the very basics i think would be before you go into some of these other things you know do you enjoy the basics of podcasting interviewing talking to people, talking about your subject matter and developing content, right? I mean, these are basics. Yeah. And I think embracing your, your weird, right? Like that I think is, is really, because a lot of people will embrace your weird, like how you say things like uh, a good friend of mine, Steve Swanson has the, how, you know, people ask him when they meet him in person, can you say your email address? It's, you know, he says it like me at the com, like, or however, you know, Steve says it. But it's it's just those things. It's like how they say names or how they mess up names or those or types of things. Yeah, accents. Yeah, or yeah. accent. Somebody from Australia could be pleasant to my ear versus somebody else. I want to get to this next question. Sorry, right. Joe. Um, before she has to dip, um, she asked, "Does RSS feed mean it's automatically uploaded to iTunes?" Getting a little techie here. Go ahead. So RSS feed is like the definition of having a podcast. You can record audio, but if you don't, if you don't have an RSS feed for that uh, audio to be, uh, you know, pulled from, then you don't really have a podcast. Uh, so the R, you know, you still have, you have to have a host and then the host will have the RSS feed. It's basically like a long string of code that tells Apple or uh, Google where your podcast files are and what to like you know, what words go with it descriptions and things of that nature. Okay. And then I think that answers it. Kiki, let us know if that answered it. She said the first one she answered, she said, thanks so much. Crystal asked, uh, what is a good time to shoot for? What's an appropriate length for a podcast? We touched on that a little bit earlier, Crystal. So definitely catch the replay, but basically focusing on good content. He's gone three hours before focusing on good content, even if it's just 20 minutes and, and not being boring, like being engaging is what you focused on. You probably said it better than I did, Joe, right? Yeah. Mate, you know, uh, I, like I, uh, like the Dave Jackson always says, you know, don't worry about, you know, getting, getting rich off your show in the beginning, worry about getting good, you know, get good first and then worry about the next steps. And, and that goes back to like, even me starting, a dreamers podcast interviewing my friends, right. Who I had to spin the stories around to like get the story that was like, okay, this part of it is inspiring and taking that and to, and, you know, in, and putting into a podcast episode. So, um, and don't be afraid to experiment either. You know, they like, I do lots of different types of episodes. Um, 
you know, you have to own the fact that this is your show and this isn't like network TV or, or anything like that where, you know, it's like, Oh, we got the formula and the formula works and we don't want to deviate too much from the formula. We want it to be just different enough to make people, you know, feel a little uncomfortable. So they talk about it, but not uncomfortable enough where they don't tune in, you know, that kind of thing. Um, be, you know, be, be bold. And like I said, embrace your, your weird. I love it. Embrace your weird. So folks out there who are wondering if you have to be perfect, that's the first thing I talk about even in my courses, like get that perfection thing out of the mindset because that's going to be a roadblock in every single thing you do from here on forth, outside of business, inside of business, whether it's a podcast or not. And speaking of tie-ins, this is a really good example. I think you being here, yes, you are a speaker, but the tie-in for this group is that there are many ways to use your voice as a speaker. You can be a guest speaker on a podcast. You don't necessarily have to do a podcast. You can do what I'm doing, which is going live on Facebook and using your voice in this way as a speaker and showing your expertise and your willingness to really share value. There's a bunch of different ways to do it. And I think that sometimes we get stuck that this is the new trend or this has been the trend. Let me you know, just launch a podcast. Folks, it takes work. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. It is not, it's not easy. And I think if your, if your goal is to be a speaker, uh, having a podcast enables you to, to just speak and, and speak about a topic that you really love and are passionate about and come up with so many ways to talk about that same, that same thing. Like people will be like, Oh, you know, so, uh, somebody came to me and was like, how was it podcasting? Like how, how could you have that many speakers at a conference all talking about pot, the same thing, podcasting. I was like, well, there's like the marketing end of it. There's the how to get good at it. There's the interviewing part. There's the technical part. There's the equipment part. There's all kinds of things that you could talk about. Right, right. And, and, and this is so important, I think, for people who are also pitching to conferences. When you look at the theme, yes, it's podcasting. But for example, my niche is interviewing and storytelling and speaking. So guess what? That's what I'm going to talk about in my pitch right? To a podcasting conference. I'm not going to say how to do the tech setup. I hate that stuff. <laughs> so I'm going to be looking at Joe for that kind of stuff because I don't want to do that. I just want to get on and like have fun and talk and do like what I'm doing right now. So that's why do what you enjoy. You know, I think you said that earlier. It's really good. Just do what's fun for you, for easy for you and providing a ton of value. So I'm so glad we got some good questions in here. Okay. So let's get into the profit piece. So we talked about knowing your avatar. What are the ways to be profitable? Because not everyone can get advertisers, right? Right off the top. You don't even have five listeners. It's, so so uh, we'll start with advertisers, right? There's, uh, there's the CPM, which is the cost per thousand. I don't know what the M stands for. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But cost per thousand downloads, right? And that, you know, you can get about $18 per thousand. It's something, you know, in, in some ways, like I kind of wish I had focused more on that like five years ago. It's like, hey, $18 doesn't sound like a lot, but, it, you know, over time it, it does grow. And I would also argue that, you know, having one sponsor, right, makes other people like you just like in relationships, you know. Nobody wants you until someone wants you. And then all of a sudden, everybody wants you. Right. Uh, then all the boys come out the woodwork. Yeah, exactly. My exactly. ladies know about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Uh, go ahead, Joe. So, keep, keep, keep educating but, us. But there, there's another way of looking at it. If you have a very niched podcast of like, hey, 
I only talk to Dennis. Or in a great case, uh, uh, Glenn the Geek, who does uh, the Horse Radio Network, has like, I think he has like 10 or plus, 10 plus shows uh, where all they talk about is horses. That's the whole thing. But it's so niched, and each, each show that he has in his network is so niched that they have sponsors that are willing to pay, even though some of their, their most profitable show uh, from an advertiser standpoint, it has the least amount of listeners. And it's because they, uh, I think it was something to do with like, you know, like the horse and carriage, uh, but it's like the little carriage, like the single rider okay. carriage. Like you got yeah. the horse with the single Like rider. the old school. Yeah. So like those people have very specific uh, harnesses that go on the horses. And there's like a couple, only a couple companies that make them and they are desperately trying to get in front of the those people so they will pay way more money to get in front of you know two thousand people than say their horses in the morning talk radio show that they do every single day which is it's great it's hilarious uh if you're into horses you should totally go listen uh you know they're getting less money because they're, they're playing they you know it's not as as uh niched so, so what would an advertiser, let's say, maybe be willing to pay to be on a podcast? Like, What's the range minimum? Of course, we know it can go to who knows what amount, you know, depending on who you are and the guests you have and the following that you have even off the podcast. Let's talk about social media. But, but tell me just like, what's the minimum? So let's say you are a podcaster and, you know, you've got this niche topic, which is great. And you finally have people listening. You know, how do you go about getting that that company, and also what should you expect to receive? So, it, you can. I don't want to say you can make it up as you go along, because there's, and you know, and and I, and I hesitate to say that because I know there's some uh, great podcasters that are probably listening or watching right this right now, and I don't want them to pull out pitchforks. But I I think uh, I think it really comes down to what what you know what kind of level of return you can give to them. And start, you know, don't be afraid to start small. Again, having one is more important, you know, because you're going to attract more by having one than having none. Um, and one example is I did a podcast uh, for about 35 episodes. There was like 30, 35 episodes where we were interviewing Disney legends. So I got to interview some really, really cool people as part of this co uh, this co project I did uh, with a friend of mine and we got two sponsors before the show had even launched, uh, you know, that were paying upwards of a thousand dollars each to, to be involved with the show that didn't even exist yet. Um, and we, 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 you know, we put it together and ultimately the, the show, you know, we ended up going our separate ways, uh, on the project, but you know, it just, you, it's, it's about finding their, like no, knowing the value and negotiating, like being yeah. open is what you're saying is what I'm hearing here. I would, I would start, start with your, you know, with building your, your audience. Right. And, and, you know, putting together a great show that somebody would want to be associated with. Um, and then, then you start to look at like, okay, w that audience, you can even ask them, right. You could send out a survey and say, Hey, what kind of services are are you interested in, right? What what would get you interested? Then I could take that information and be like, hey, look, I have three hundred people that are super interested in, uh, uh, you know, expensive watches. 
how do I, you know, what, what do I got to do? Who, who do I got to talk to? And you start reaching out to these different types of companies. And I would argue that you got, you know, I would look for the companies that have uh, not as much market share necessarily because they'll be willing to take a, you know, a flyer on something that's smaller that, that doesn't have the huge following, but it's like, hey, look, we can get, get you market share. You we can know. get you eyeballs, basically. We're going to get yeah, you eyeballs exactly. in exchange for X amount. And that's and something. Affiliate deals, too. Yeah, right? and affiliate deals and different partnerships. So, okay, so that's one way. And, and folks, you can reach out to Joe for direct questions. He's also coaches on specifically this kind of thing, dealing with podcasting. But I want to make sure we touch on some others because I am taking up his time tonight. So ah. uh, what, the, what are some other ways to be be profitable. We know there's people listening and you, you might get a client here or there. What else? What's another way? So, uh, you know, writing books, uh, creating other, uh, stuff like this, the shirt I'm wearing is, uh, it was shirt, a shirt that's specifically for MapCon, uh, as you can, you see here on the MapCon's is conference. We're going to talk yeah, about that in a second. It is. That's <laughs> synergy, right? Synergy. Uh, you know, so there's, there's lots of ways for you to create products. You can use services online to like, Hey, I get my logo and I put the logo on cups or on whatever it is. Come up with, uh, with, you know, come up with, I think that's one of the great things about, um, you know, the internet as we know it today is being such a, a global economy. Like I could go, I could come up with an idea. This, this shirt started as a idea in my mind. I literally drew it out on paper. I took my phone. I took a picture of it, sent it to someone on Fiverr, and three revisions later, I had the, what I what I had in my mind. And uh, and take an action. I yeah. love it. So you know, for for I don't know, seven eight bucks or whatever I paid, I was able to get the logo all all done because I already had the idea. I wasn't paying someone to come up with an idea or pitch me an idea. Um, and, and able to move very fast with it. So there's, there's shirts, there's, there's swag, there's, you know, events, you know, I've done, I did one, or I've done a couple events for the, for uh, dreamers podcast as well to raise money for uh, charity. So uh, we did them on the anniversary. One of them we held at the same Sweetsboro uh, holiday Inn that, that Mapcom was held at. Um, we had like 30 people show up from all over the place um, even Max, Maxwell Ivy, shout out to Max, love him. Uh, the blind blogger traveled for the first time ever by himself from Texas to New Jersey by train, Amtrak, all by himself, all blind. And he, you know, he had he had a blast. That's incredible. That's it, it just is. incredible. And he did the in second itself. time to come to MapCon. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's incredible. Uh, it, it is, and so so you bring these people together um you know you, you can make some money that way if you really work it um in fact i was talking to somebody last night who their whole thing is they they put together these these conferences or not really a conference like workshops but they're designed basically to get people into their mastermind groups so they you know the whole the whole thing is basically set up to get people to pay a little bit about money to to commit to get them to go. So, I mean, that's, that's another way that you could do it. If you, if you felt like that's, the, you know, the path that you want to take. So using the podcast, I would say leveraging the podcast for a work workshop for maybe a conference for swag that you could sell as part of your podcast, um, building partnerships, affiliates, um, affiliate partnerships we talked about. And then of course, organically your reach probably speaking opportunities will come from it as well as individual clients and just word of mouth. Have you specifically from your podcast landed speaking engagements? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. People, uh, you know, they love the show, they reach out or, um, you know, it's also, it's also a, um, it's, it's a great, um, uh, the words eluding me, but the, it, it, it's a great trust builder. Uh, whatever the word I was thinking of. Her oh, um, 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 no, like trust. It's, it's some, it's allowing people to get to trust you. So by the time they actually talk to you on the phone, they feel like they already know you. Well, that too. But I, even just the, the, like the, the proof is in the pudding kind of thing. Like you go to the website, it's like, well, this guy's already done 300 and some episodes, which is more than most TV shows ever even get to, you know, uh, you know, what, um, obviously he's not a fly by night. He's, he's got the time. He's put the time in and the effort in to get it to where, you know, he's been doing it for a while, uh, or she's been doing it for a while. And I can trust them based on, uh, that credibility. It creates that credibility. So even if they're not listening to every single episode, they could go and like, this person already has, look how much they already have. Look at the social proof they have and all of that. And it's just all credibility authority. Yep. Yes. It's all even that. If not, even if they haven't listened yet. And I also want to point out um, another great uh, point that I, I try to let podcasters or remind them of is like, there's people that are fans of my show that don't listen to the show. There's a lot of people that I know that don't listen to the show, but they're huge fans of me. They're huge fans of what I do. And I had to remind myself that like, there's a, a Philly broadcaster here in the sports world, uh, Michael Barkan, who used to be on radio every day, uh, in, you know, in the, 10 to one o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I love Michael Barkan. I've gotten to meet him in person. I, he is awesome. I, I love his takes. I don't listen every day. So like, even though I'm a big fan, I doesn't, I just, I'm not in my car. I'm, I'm working, I'm doing other stuff. I can't always listen. So it, it's just one of those things. So it's like, you have to remember, like, keep that in mind that like, just because you have people, uh, you know, that are listening. There's a lot of people that aren't listening that are still fans of what you're doing and watching. And you'll, you'll always be surprised by who's oh, right. Totally. You know, Same thing uh, with social I'm media. Surprised. Same thing with social media. A lot of people may not like comment, engage, but they are watching what you're doing. So yep. I think that probably same thing applies. Let's talk a little bit, switch gears. Uh, Cause I'm trying to make sure that we stay within the hours here. <laughs> But um, that's probably oh, it's your show. You own it. It's, I I know, but I, I want to respect four hours if you want it to be. I, know. It doesn't matter. I, know. I will sit in this chair for four hours. Oh, hour. I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, talk about so you've got MapCon conference. Talk about a little bit. Just share with our audience here. We've got some podcasters in the house. I know that. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what it what's what's it about. You know what what's the reason really behind it. We'll put a comment for how anyone can uh, get a ticket to it, but talk about what it's about and then talk about speakers, what fails and what works because you are the person receiving speaker pitches and you know, what are some of the things that you've seen? I'm sure you've seen a lot that, that fails and what are the things that certainly work? And so, but first to share a little bit about your conference. So the conference is by podcasters for podcasters and, uh, it's really has a huge focus on community building and creativity. One of the, one of the things that we've done since day one is we uh, have done a creative podcast uh, competition slash workshop where uh, podcasters, and, and this has changed over the years. So like the first year I literally went to the dollar store, bought five items for each trash bag that I filled up. So it was like five, like toys or, or I, you know, household items, put them in the bag brought it to the conference. They 
opened up the bag. They got into teams of four, opened up the bag, and they had 20 minutes to craft a podcast that they had to perform, a five-minute podcast that they had to perform on stage in front of everybody. And they got um, they were judged by four uh, fellow podcasters uh, that had been doing it for you know a number of years at that point. And they it was hilarious. They, we had such a great time and we ended up giving away, uh, microphones, uh, ATR 2100 microphones are USB. So you plug it right, you know, USB right into your, your computer, or you can use uh right into a mixer. Either way it works. Awesome microphones. We got to give them away and it was just, it, it was just, it was just awesome. So we, we continued it. Um, last year was the first year where the podcasters did not, uh, they did not perform in front of everybody. They performed behind a wall. So you ha- it was more of like a podcast listening experience. Uh, and this year, uh, we're giving away uh, a whole Audio-Technica package that they sponsored. Um, so you get like a boom arm, like the one I got here. Uh, you get the AT... I think it's AT- Basically, to set you up. To set you yeah, up set for you success. Up. You get headphones, yeah. a microphone, everything. And we, you know, you're going to, you're going to get together. You're going to get out of your seat. You're going to network with some other podcasters that you probably don't know. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get an envelope with like six words in it. And you're going to have 20, like 20 ish minutes to put together a five minute podcast that you'll have to record in your phone and send off. And then you won't find out who who wins until the next day. Uh, So it's, it, it, you know, it's different, but I different activities kind of to get your mind thinking in the podcast world. Is this for everyone? Any podcaster, any podcaster, anybody who wants to get into podcasting, this is the thing that's going to jumpstart. We have so many people in the, in our MapCon family that have gone to MapCon said, you know what? I've been talking about doing a podcast for a long time and they've got off their butt shortly after going to MapCon because they just felt so energized. They, they got to meet some of their, you know, their people. And it's great because you're meeting people that are talking, you know, one person's talking about therapy and one person's talking about sports and one person's talking about bars and one thought, you know, talking about whiskey. And you could probably get on a lot of interviews too. I mean, just the connections you make organically, I imagine you're going to walk away. And by the way, I'll be there speaking, but uh, you know, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Yeah. High five through the, through the, through the Mac screen. Right. So, you know, I think that people forget too that networking is part of podcasting as well, online and offline. So there may be opportunities for you to be a guest speaker as you are building your podcast, which is pretty bomb. Yep. It, it wow. is. It helps you, you know, I, in fact, I just had a conversation last night with somebody who uh, they found out, uh, you know, I, they found out that I'm doing this TV show and they're like, I want to be on that show. So they, they put it for the casting. Turns out they found out about me two years ago on uh, actually Max's uh, that I mentioned earlier, his podcast. They found me from there, went to my site, joined up the, the newsletter. And two years later, they're applying to be on my TV show. And I didn't even know who this person was before that. That's like they're, awesome. all, they're on my list, yeah, but I, I had cool. no idea. I had no interaction with them. So cool. I mean, that's Probably the digital part, world. On my live, part, but. Right, right. No, but I mean, it's it just a testimony you know, of the digital world we live in. And it's just a global economy. People are connecting in all these different kinds of ways. And podcasting is one of them. And that's pretty cool that he was able to hear your voice. What, what advice do you have for someone who um, is trying to apply to conferences? Because you're a conference founder. You read through the exciting and not so exciting pitches. What works? What doesn't? Uh, read the instructions. <laughs> Uh, you know, there's a reason why they ask for very specific, there's like, 
you know, one, one of the things that's annoying, uh, I, I would say on my part is getting, uh, like four pitches in one, like in one email, uh, that, that goes through the submission form. So it's like, you know, it says like every, you know, submit this, this is submit four talks if you want, but submit them separately. So I'm not trying to read through the lines to like understand what you're talking about. Cause there's been a lot of miscommunications that have come up over the years. Um, you know, I, I would also say uh, if if you don't have a, a solid topic that you're feeling confident about, you know, maybe reach out to the person who, or, or, or whatever email address, but instead of just submitting and saying, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What are you looking for? How can I, you know, help? How can I be involved? You know, getting involved is one of those things that uh, – uh, it just, it becomes invaluable for networking purposes, right? Like it gets you to involved with being somebody uh, like in our, in our, in the case of our conference, uh, we, you know, we have two tiers of speakers. We have the spotlight speakers and the featured speakers and spotlight speakers are first year speakers for the most part. Um, they're their first year at the conference to, to come. And like, you know, some people didn't, they're like, Oh, I, you know, I, you know, I, I think in the beginning I had to learn too, cause I wasn't super clear in the, in the rules and everything. Mm-hmm. Hey, those spotlight speakers still need to pay. They're getting a significant discount to come to the conference, right? Um, but they still have to pay something. And it's in the second year, they'll get a free ticket and they can speak for a longer period of time. Um, and I think that, that, you know, over time, it's just, it's the things that I had to learn, but also it's, uh, you know, if you're going to not be able to make it, I, I, I prefer people reaching out sooner rather than later uh, to say, Hey, like th- this isn't going to work. And the reason is, is it puts a, a better taste in my mouth when you reach out next year and say, Hey, I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready to come back. Like there's a guy that just reached out from two years ago. He, he had, the, he wanted to speak canceled and now, you know, but he did it in, you know, in a respectable way. And then two years later, he's ready to come, you know, speak on the MapCon stage. So right, to be professional about it, you know, read yeah. the guidelines, check out the theme, which is so powerful. If you can look at the theme, see what speakers, and I teach this in my course, see what speakers are already there and what they're going to be talking about potentially. What angle can you come in to provide value? Everyone focuses on me, 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 but like looking at what the value is and, and look, that's how we met. You know, so actually this is a great example of, of reaching out, right? Reached out. I reached out to, to Joe applied since that time we've spoken on the phone, we just connected. We were like, okay, let's see what happened. Let's see if I can make the dates connected on the phone. What happened next? I'm on Joe's podcast to all of his listeners. I'm on his Facebook live. Now he's on my Facebook live. So, you know, look, that's a relationship. Now I feel like I know him, you know, I thought like three weeks ago, I didn't know this guy, you know, and I'm like, Oh, cool. You know what? Why don't you come on in the group and talk about podcasting? I think it'd be helpful for a lot of people who are on the fence, not sure if they should do it and what it, you know, all that it involves. So, um, so I think that that's, that's when it wins is not when you just speak, but also you're building all of these cool relationships. And then he referred me to speak somebody somewhere else who knows if that'll happen, but Hey, you know, you know, it's just this idea of like, okay, it's not just one thing anymore. Uh, you know, and I, it, 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 it warms my heart. I don't know if you get I mean, I'm smiling ear to ear because the biggest reward of all this has been to get to know people. I, you know, I always say, I, I don't read a lot of books. I could probably count on both hands how many books I've read in my life. Um, but 
I read people and, and that's one of the, the, the blessings of getting to do a show where I've gotten to just learn so many stories and so many lessons and so much everything from the people that I've gotten to know and, and the relationships I've gotten to build because of it, you know, it, it, it doesn't like that part of it doesn't like the money part doesn't even matter as much as like, you created like a community. Yeah. Yeah, You've created this really cool community. That's so intimate. Um, Folks, it's going down at MapCon, M-A-P-C-O-N, but you've created a cool community and not everyone can say that Joe, you know? Yeah. And like I said, I just love bringing people together and that's what the whole spirit of MapCon is about. Look, I don't make a ton of money on MapCon. I don't really care if I make a whole lot of money on MapCon as long as I make something that, you know, uh, as long as I'm not losing, I mean, the first year I lost $3,500 on the, on the first MapCon. But, I'm hosting a conference because not yeah, everyone knows yet what MapCon is. Yeah. Okay. Museum. But yeah. guess what? Afterwards we had an after party. People came back to the house. We watched the Manny Pacquiao and, and uh, Floyd Mayweather fight. And it was a great time. Like it, it was, it was legendary in my, in my eyes. Um, <laughs> I love it. It, it was. Like, yeah, that's cool. And, but like the relationships that came out of that, that, that experience like you can't buy that like i can never like there's nothing i could do to get that back except host another conference or host another event or just you know create something that brings people together and that just makes my life worth it totally and keep that momentum going right just keep this momentum of this community so i'm looking at comments uh, my phone's probably going to die soon, but Crystal said, I think I really wanted to do this. This has been very helpful. Awesome, Crystal. I'm glad that this inspired you to take the leap. Uh, the one piece of, equi- piece of equipment that everyone needs when they start and the one platform they need to be on, give it to me. <laughs> uh, well, equipment, I mean, your phone is the most powerful piece of equipment like knowing the man uh it can do everything uh in in the palm of your hand it's i'm rhyming but i I, it just you know you can record the audio from your phone you could use like an app like anchor you could use Castbox. you could you could use there's a host of other options that you have available to you that would enable you to even just recording it in general and 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 then just you know saving it uh, and then listening it back and, and getting, you know, constantly repetition, repetition, repetition. Um, so I, I would say like, this is number one, uh, you know, if you're just getting started, you, you, you're testing the waters. Um, and then the second was uh, software specifically. Like what, what platform would you say every podcaster should be on as far as for the marketing piece? Like, you know, is it iTunes? Or what, everyone has all of these lists. Like I see Spotify and all of these lists. Right. So what's the one that you'd say, everyone, look, you need to be on this one if you're going to do it and go all out. Uh, so it definitely is iTunes is number one. I mean, that's still like uh, from the numbers I've seen, I, and I may be mistaken because I haven't looked super, super recently, but it's like 60, 70 percent of, you know, podcasts being downloaded through iTunes or through the, the podcast app. Um, but Google, you know, got to get in the Google Play Store because Google is like about to explode. Uh, they've cha- they're changing the, their whole like take on podcasts. I remember I was at podcast movement 2018 here in Philly. And one of the Google guys, uh, guys from Google was like explaining, like, this is what's going to like cha- be a game changer. Like you could start listening to the podcast in your web browser and then jump over to your phone and can pick up right where you left off. And that's all. Cause it started with a Google search. I'm looking for a blah, 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 blah. I hit start. And then I go to my phone and I can pick up right where I left off without even like having to think about it. And that's, 
that's the thing. I, you know, radio still has a huge place in the market, but that's because people, uh, it's easy. I can go into my car. I can press a button that says radio and, and all of a sudden I can start tuning to different, different things. Um, when it comes to one point, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think at one point there's going to be a button for podcast in your car. I mean, can we put that out there? CarPlay, Google CarPlay or whatever, Google Mm -hmm. Android car or whatever. I don't know, whatever they call their car thing. Um, they have podcast apps in them. You know, I, I think there was a lot to I know when Apple Car, uh, CarPlay was announced, they're like, "Oh, the podcast app's going to be in, and, and this is going to be a game changer." Well, here we are, like three years later, four years later. It's like there's still a number of cars that don't have Apple CarPlay. Um, you know, even so, it, it, you're you're years away from from that really really taking off. Um, and it's tough because you also have competitors like Sirius Radio, right? Like that's a right. thing comes in a car um i i, I, I do know. think that eventually that it's going to be the serious it's going to be either part of serious or it's going to be the serious i just think that that's where we're headed everyone's talking about how audio is so huge going forward because people for video of course have to literally have their eyeballs on it. But if you're walking around your house, like some of you right now might be, guess what you're doing? You're pressing this and you're actually just listening. You're not actually watching our faces and seeing all the facial expressions and the crazy things we're doing. Uh, Just joking. So, um, you know, for those who are, you know, wondering, Crystal said, uh, yes, I was wondering about the equipment. I have a phone and tablet. Exactly. So you could start literally tonight and you look, you're not married to your topic. Do it for a couple of weeks. Don't like it. Then switch it up before you really start putting all the marketing behind it and all of the effort that it takes. Because as, as you'll probably say this too, Joe, you agree that, that I imagine it's one thing to record a podcast. It's another thing to market it. it oh God, it very much is. It's a very, uh, it's, it's very, it's not as clear cut and dry as you would think. Cause you're trying to drive traffic back to a, to something that isn't um, synonymous. And I, and I think you are right. I think you are not something with, with podcasts being getting synonymous like that. I think a lot of that has to do with integrating with like the Spotify's and the Amazon musics and the, um, the apps of the world that people are getting their streaming. So they're already there. So now it's like, Oh, this is just added functionality. Having the app on the front, a lot of people that I've met, don't even know that the podcast app exists on their phone. And what's it? It's like, oh my, this is crazy. But but even the podcast app is tough because like I type in the word business, like you don't find my show by typing in the word business. Like you type in business lessons, I'm like the eighth or tenth. But if you go into the iTunes store and type in business, then you can find me because it, it you know the podcast app is like severely truncating uh, the amount of shows that they're showing, which is really a shame and. Um, it makes it very hard for people to to really find what they're looking for or have a big enough selection to to find what they're looking for. Best um, editing software before we head out, what would you recommend? Uh, I use Audacity because uh, it's free and it works and it's the same across all platforms. So if you're using a Mac, if you're using Windows, it's basically the same program. Um, you know, people, lo- people love Adobe Premiere or not Premiere, uh, Audition. Uh, there's people use GarageBand. I, I wouldn't recommend GarageBand because I, I don't, I, you know, I, I think it's not as simplistic to use as Audacity can be once you get it, you know, once you understand it. Um, 
Yeah, that's what I, I would use. Though I now when I do my video, my videos and turn them into podcasts, I edit in. Well, right now it's iMovie, but I'm moving over to Final Cut Pro uh, soon for, to to be able to do more of my TV show. I edit there and then I import into Audacity to get it to an MP3 file. From Final Cut Pro, I have Final Cut Pro. You should be able to just move it into an MP3, though, correct? Uh, I, I guess you I'm could sure. export right into an I MP3. Think you, I think I you imagine with them to. you could. I, yeah. I, in iMovie, I don't think that's an option. iMovie, I, I'm not sure, but Final Cut Pro, I've used that uh, for other things, and I think you can. It's pretty good. It's pretty... Um, well, you want to be able to add your ID3 tag, and that's that's like a whole... I mean, that's a whole like... That's a whole other conversation yeah, right? but you, for the podcast. I don't, I don't know if um, I don't know if you export from either from iMovie or Final Cut Pro if you'd be able to edit that. But when you export from Audacity, you can do that. Plus, I also use iTunes to be able to attach my um, cover artwork to to the file itself. So... Got it. When you have the file, okay. like, it shows my... And that's the marketing artwork. piece of it. So there's, I mean, there is work involved. I, I think a lot of people wonder, does it pay off? You will not know unless you try. And I think it's one of those things where you have to decide if you're going to commit to it, if you're going to enjoy the process of learning and figuring it out as you go, as so many others have. If you're in it for the quick win, I don't, I just don't think podcasting is it. It's not the quick win, but it's, it's the long-term game. And I think that there's plenty of rewards even as a speaker you've given us so much we talked about how you select speakers from appcom we talked about creating a profitable podcast we talked about uh, the different tools and apps you need to get started and you will drop joe your mapcon conference link in the comments for these folks yeah folks. with a 15 okay. off coupon oh thank you thank off, you off their uh premium uh, plus or premium ticket and you are very welcome thank you uh, we we just want people to come out and have a great time and uh that's that's what this is really all about i i uh i think uh, what i was one thing i was going to add to what you were saying about uh you know figuring out you know is this going to be a quick win for me or not you know when i got started i thought this was going to be a dash to money you know to money like there, there was going to be like a big old sack of money coming through the, through, through the. You were uh, dreaming of those dollar bills, the swirling around in your new business, right? I, I did, like, I, but I, but I thought again, I thought it was going to come from the opportunities that were being going to present themselves, and, and the opportunities did, but not to the level that I needed it to to be like the only thing that I was doing. Um, part of you know, other things I did was build websites uh, to help keep the lights on and keep the house together. So, it's. It, there's just you have to be willing to be flexible in what you're what you're going to put together but again start with getting good set a goal of what is the you know is the podcast the business or is it a marketing piece for the business that you want to build or so have already nice. built so you know you're you're creating those expectations for yourself and for and for your listeners too um it, it's 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 very vital because otherwise you're going to get very frustrated very quickly especially if you don't know the tech side of it um, and I, and a lot of people, I mean, I think the, the average pod fading, uh, you know, as the term goes, pod fading, stopping after so many episodes, I, I think it used to be like six and I think it's gone up to like 13 now because the technology has gotten easier. It's much easier to post these things and share these things. Um, and, and, you know, even just starting with a Facebook live, you know, talking on Facebook live is a, is a great way to just get that content out there. Um, get talking about it and then you then you learn how like okay how do I record this and how do I get it into a feed and all that stuff later there's plenty of free content out there you don't have to pay for the 
$5,000 like, uh, you know, course, or, I mean, I have a podcasting course. I think it's 150 bucks, but you don't even have to pay for that. Just go, you know, go, go to YouTube, go to YouTube. You know, it, it's, it's all out there for you. You just have to be willing to put the time in. You're going to put more time in the less you spend. Um, but also be wary of who you're, you're spending that time and money with. If you are going with the coach, I, I can't tell you how many of my friends post every, like almost daily the, the, the stupidity of these uh, coaches who may never have even had a podcast before, but they're a podcast coach. You know, there's a lot of technical. Yeah, you see a lot of that folks, folks, not experts, but teaching what they haven't gone through already. And they charge uh, a big, big penny. And they charge a big penny. Yeah, high ticket. So uh, I think what some people might find valuable, if you have a link to that course as well, uh, feel free to drop it as well. So the conference okay. link we'll have for you folks. And we will also have a link for the actual course where he teaches for just 150 bucks information on how to get that, that, that podcast off the ground. Um, is this something you have to do? No, but we want to just provide it to you. If this is something that you've been looking for, then this is a way to do it. Latif says, got a lot of great info. Thanks. Awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed. And there's Joe Pardo's link, midatlanticpodcast.com. He is the founder, a longtime podcaster. Pod, I'm starting to talk podcaster. I've been on for an hour, uh, you know, chit-chatting. And so he's giving us the promo code, MAPCON5. Thank you so much, Joe, for your time tonight. And I certainly appreciate your expertise and your knowledge in this area. For folks who are just catching it, uh, make sure you watch the replay and, and just play this bad boy all the way through as you are looking to decide, do I launch a podcast? How do I elevate my podcast? Uh, where can I go to meet a network of podcasts? MapCon Conference, which is the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference. If you're looking for ways, there's nothing, I think, oh, I could say this all day, but more valuable than being in front of people who want or are doing what you're doing, like getting in that environment of people where you're going to be able to tap into them when you get stuck down the road. So really powerful stuff. Thanks again, Joe. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. I could have talked for another 45 minutes and not wouldn't have been a problem. Uh, <laughs> I hope everybody has a wonderful night and I hope that everybody got something great. Else. I'm glad that so many people ask questions and, uh, and I really hope that they, um, you know, your voice is powerful. So it, it, it makes so much sense that if you want to get it out there to like, just do something again, whether it's Facebook live or podcasting or something where you're just putting yourself out there and, and create a little format and just get known for doing it. When people know you for that thing, uh, in my case, it's hard because I do so many things that being known for just one thing is, is, is a bit tough, but, uh, but, but putting yourself out there and being known for that one or two things that you can do and bring to the world, it's going to make life so much easier, if you're, especially if you're trying to build a business, getting people to know that you're that person, you know, that they can go. Right. And, and to add to that, which is gold right there, but just to add to the visibility component, which I stress a lot for speakers who are trying to get out there. If you're trying to get out there, at the minimum, be a guest on a podcast. You can always do that. And there's plenty of ways to do that. But being a guest on a podcast, if you don't have the time or the commitment level and you're really serious about speaking more and sharing your message and your impact, try to get on a podcast. 
uh, you'd be surprised at how many are looking and searching for speakers, maybe with your expertise. So the only way you're going to know is if you try. So I hope that this uh, live, this Facebook live here, which I do each week with a live expert interview, I hope that it has inspired you to take action in the speaking world, in the podcasting world, and with your visibility. Everyone have a wonderful night. Thank you so much. Boom. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Business Podcast featuring Super Joe Pardo. Get more business content at superjoepardo.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on The Business Podcast, send an email to joe at superjoepardo.com. The Business Podcast is copyrighted to 234 Solutions, LLC.